Hi, everybody. My name is Kobe Warner. This is Koblizzy, and I am so happy to be back. I'm not wearing my headphones today because my hair would not allow it, but um, I'm going to try to keep an eye on the audio interface and make sure I'm not talking too loud. Anyway, first things first, before even the song of the week, I got Beyonce tickets. Uh, I'm super excited. I mentioned last week that I cannot see Beyonce at any of her three Atlanta shows, which is where I live, because I'm going to be at my cousin's wedding in Wisconsin, which is not anywhere near Atlanta, if you know geography. So I am seeing Beyonce in Nashville, which I'm super excited about. Um, it's only three and a half hours away from me, really. And I'm going by myself to Beyonce because honestly, nobody loves her like I do. So I'm going alone. It's going to be a religious experience for me at the Renaissance World Tour Ball, whatever it's called. I'm, I'm so lit, dog. Um, after I saw On The Run 2 in 2018 with my friend Alicia and my parents and her mama, I was like, I'm never missing another Beyonce concert. And so I was really worried when I couldn't go to any of the Atlanta shows that I wasn't going to be able to go. Um, but I'm happy. I forget that I'm grown. I'm like, well, not grown. I'm 20. I turned 21 in June. I'm like, I can go to a concert by myself. I also look like a man. So there's like a layer of safety, um, <laughs> a layer of added safety there. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm going to Beyonce in Nashville on July 15th. Super excited. I'm super excited. And honestly, I had the verified fan presale. Ticket was not that expensive. I'll be candid. Um, I'm not on the floor in the standing room, but I'm in the upper lower levels. So I'm the first tier of uh, levels that has seats. Um, and I'm in row D. So that's the fourth row. I'm um, seat number one. So it's a pretty good seat. Uh, ticket was only 165 in the verified fan presale. But of course, then there was $60 of random Ticketmaster fees. And, um, and fit parking was $50 and, you know, tax. Uh, so, you know, it added up. But 165 for the ticket itself is not that crazy for a seat uh, as good as I think my seat is. Um, and I'm super excited to see you, Beyonce. And I'm super happy I could get tickets. Uh, I got tickets to both Taylor Swift and Beyonce. That doesn't seem like it should be allowed. But thank you, God, or Ariana Grande, or whoever is up in the sky keeping an eye out for me. It's honestly probably Ariana Grande. <laughs> Kidding, kidding, don't give out. Um, anyway, so lots to talk about today. The story I'm going to be telling is actually kind of wild. I do need to talk about some music first, I suppose. Um, oh my God, the Die With You remix, you guys. So Die With You or Die For You, damn, how I don't even know the name of the song. So Die For You is from Starboy, uh, The Weeknd's 2016 album. And baby, that's high school. That's freshman year of high school for me. And I literally am like over the moon for the Die For You remix with Ariana Grande. Um, one, because I didn't think we were going to get anything from her while she was filming Wicked at all. But, um, oh my God. So this remix is great. I love this song. It, speaking of Alicia, that's who I went to On The Run 2 with. Um, freshman year of high school, spring break, we went to Universal, uh, Universal Studios in Orlando. And we stayed at like an Airbnb or a timeshare or something. And that and I remember that was the first time we watched uh, either of us had seen Get Out. We watched Get Out on a laptop or iPad or something. And bitch, we were freaking out in that Airbnb. <laughs> um, but the, we, we were also listening to like uh, Get Your Numbers Say like Saved by Khalid, uh, another sad love song by Khalid, Location by Khalid, and Starboy by the Weekend. We were listening to Die for You, and um, 
uh, what's the other one? True Colors, coming soon, you true colors. And then there's tons of hits. The, the Lana Del Rey, Star Girl interlude. Starboy's a great album. And now there's an Ariana Grande remix on Die For You, which was one of our favorite songs from back in the day. It's giving me high school nostalgia. Ariana Grande sounds great. I said Ariana Grande. Um, Ariana Grande sounds great. And there's this one little background vocal section where it's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. And I'm like, bitch, ooh, you ice thin every time. It's so good. Um, couldn't even try to replicate it if I tried. Because she is in a league of her own. Um, I love that remix. Yeah, really a great surprise. That's such a random thing to happen. Like, I know Die For You has been on the charts uh, recently because of TikTok m- making it popular again, which is awesome. But an Ariana Grande remix, it's like her and The Weeknd are like music, like soul sisters. <laughs> they always collaborate. So loving the Die For You remix. I'm still loving Float by Janelle Monet. I was talking about it last week and I could float on my float on my float. I couldn't sing it last week. I can now. Float on my float on my float. I don't dance. I just float. Is she a like they a they use she they pronouns. She uses she they pronouns. Um, love Janelle Monet. I mentioned that last week. I um, just wanted to shout that song out again. You really should listen to it. So uh, the story I'm telling today is ridiculous but I'm gonna give context and so uh a a lot was going on in the summer of 2021 (laughs) and so this is a story um of an encounter and encounter that I had with the police that was less than positive but to tell you that story I have to give you context and so That happened in the summer of 2021, but I'm going to start in the summer of 2020. (laughs) One day, I was, one night, I was on my way home from my brief stint of working at Target as a seasonal um, worker, (laughs) and I stopped at McDonald's um, to get Diet Coke, (laughs) because I was in that era of my life. And I was actually on, like, FaceTime with the boy that I have talked about before. <laughs> and we were just, like, talking about some shit, actually. Like, that's a whole other story time. Um, actually, no, 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 no. No, bitch. It actually coincides with some shit. So when that boy was telling me how, um, if you listen to the episode where I talked about that boy, when that boy was telling me when he had just moved to college and he had just found that other boy and had just started talking to him, on the FaceTime call when I was getting my Diet Coke at McDonald's and driving home and just had him sitting like on the seat or whatever, he was telling me about that boy. That's That was the time when he was telling me about him. So the very same night, I pull up in my driveway at home, still on the FaceTime call, still talking about um, the situation because he was had just moved to college and he was telling me about all these his new lovers and God, something had happened to me that night at work where I had felt a little intimidated by um, a customer and I had another guy like walking to walk me to my car. I was like feeling really intimidated. My big ass had somebody walk me to my car. I was a little scared. Um, anyway, so I was telling him about that. And so I'm sitting in my driveway having a FaceTime call. This is August 2020. Um, yeah, August 2020. And I was just telling him about that on the phone. And so because it was like I had just got off at Target, the closing shift, it's like 11 o'clock now. I left at 1030 
Um, so I'm just chilling in my driveway, finishing up my FaceTime call before I go in the house. And then th- all of a sudden there's a police car driving in my neighborhood. This is when I still lived in my hometown. My hometown where Ahmad Arbery was killed. So, you know, I'm a little wary of the police, honey, and the little system around them parts. So a police car is driving to my neighborhood with a searchlight on the top of their car. And I'm like, okay, weird, but they're not coming for me. I'm sitting in my car that says Koblizzi on the license plate in my driveway. Um, in my parents' house, in my hometown, bitch, I've been here for a decade at this point, like, leave me alone. So the police car drives past the first time, and it goes down to the end of my neighborhood, but it was a dead end. That neighborhood I used to live in was a dead end. And so it turns around, and it has to come back to leave. And the second time, my car was still running, the lights were off, but when the car is running, there's some light that's still on, I guess, because the car saw, uh, the police car policeman in the police car saw the light stops in front of my house and comes up and knocks on my window and shining in my window in my car in my driveway while I'm on the phone with my friend with the fucking flashlight in my in my eyes hello excuse me I'm like I had Addison I'm like hello like yes sir he was like oh some somebody escaped from somewhere and we were just coming to see if they were in this neighborhood and I saw that the lights were on this car. So I just want to make sure everything was all right. I'm like, yeah, this is my car. I'm in my house in my driveway. Like I'm fine. Thanks. Um, he was like, oh, okay, have a good night. Like, bye, sir. Like I was very annoyed because I'm like this. Hello. Why would you, I just don't feel comfortable with that. I may, that might not intimidate somebody else, but that intimidates me. Um, it's late at night. I'm alone in my car in my driveway and I'm still being walked up on by the police needless to say i was shirtless because it was a hot summer night uh on the beach in the swamp areas and so it was 80 degrees even though it was the nighttime and so i drove i drove home with the windows down in my car with my shirt off because that's the kind of bitch i am and so i'm laying in my car probably no shoes on in a pair of jeans my target work shirts thrown on the floor on a facetime call cuddled up on my car and this nigga's coming up in here trying to see if i'm a fugitive running away i'm like no sir leave me alone <laughs> and so i felt intimidated but he also heard him say somebody was on the loose i'm like bitch let me go in the house and so i immediately as soon as he tells me that and he's walking away i immediately grab my stuff and start walking inside like i said i was a shirtless six foot something looking guy or identified a guy as a guy at the time. Anyway, I'm walking in the house and I immediately get out of the car as he's walking back to his car. I'm walking around my car to go in the house. His car's over here. My house is over there, but I had to walk behind my car to go in the house. And as I'm walking, he turned around and looked at me like I was walking up on him. I'm like, oh, no, sir, I'm just going in the house. Have a good night. Like being polite to him because I had no choice because he's looking at me like I'm doing something to him because I'm walking and going to my house. I just felt some type of way about that entire interaction. And so that is the context I can provide for the bad experience that I've had with the police the following summer. But fortunately for you, there's a lot of context from the summer that it actually happened that I have to provide also. So sit back, get some popcorn, and get ready for the tea, honey. So in the summer of 2021, I visited my hometown a lot. Um, I left my hometown January 7th, 2021. I moved into um, the house we still live in in the Atlanta area, January 8th, 2021. And then like six days later, January 15th, or seven days later, a week later, January 15th, 2021, I moved to Boston to go to college. 
And so six months later that summer in like May, June, um, five, six months later, um, (laughs) I went to my hometown and I stayed in my friend George's guest house for about three weeks. That was my first trip home. And I hung out with all my friends and I just, we went to the beach and we got drunk and we got tan and we just had a good time. And it was a lot of fun. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to visit a couple more times this summer. So then in June, I came back for just a weekend for my 19th birthday party. And we threw a birthday party on the beach, except then it thunderstormed. So then basically everybody that was going to come left. And so then there was like 10 of us left who really just had the best time ever celebrating my birthday party as a small group because my birthday party got ruined. My birthday beach bash got ruined um, by the thunderstorm. But we had a great day nonetheless. And it was so much fun. Um, And I reconnected with that boy that I told you I have a tendency to reconnect with Um, in the summer of 2021 on my birthday. He came and we reconnected uh, after a long time. I think I've kind of mentioned part of this story before. But anyway, so I'm like, I'm going to need to come back again. And so my other friend uh, was having a pageant. And so there was one final time that I went back to my hometown in the summer of 2021 in July near the end of July, or maybe in the middle of July, but it was July, and honey, cancer season was not kind to me, that trip. So, that was the last time I saw that boy. Um, It was not the last time he spoke, but that was the last time I saw him in person. That was also the demise of one of my close best friendships, because uh, my friend and my other close friend had an altercation, and then my friend went in my phone and then blocked my other friend because my friend was mad at me that I wasn't mad at my other friends. That might not make sense, and it shouldn't, because what? Anyway, so then I lost that close friend. Um, Soon after, I lost that boy, and so there was a lot going on. Um, And so at the end of that trip, the very last day, I was supposed to go support my friend that I ended up, you know, not being friends with subsequently, Um, at an event that I did not end up going to. And so instead that day, I went to hang out with some other friends. And with those friends, I accidentally got into a car accident. And so I basically was a mess. So a green light turns green. The first first car starts going. The second car starts going. I'm the third car. I start going. Then all of a sudden, in the middle of the intersection... The first car slams on their brake, then the second car, then me. I accidentally barely rear end the first car. Um, I mean, the second car. I accidentally barely rear end the second car. Then the first car runs and leaves so they don't have to have any complicitness in this event that happened. They don't want to be complicit. And so um, the other car that I barely rear ended was not damaged. My car kind of was damaged. Um, And so. I was like, this trip has been a mess. I need to leave. And so I decide to leave in a tizzy the next morning. So I pack my car in a hurry. Uh, My uncle checks my car to make sure it's still okay to drive because I have to drive five hours home to the Atlanta area. And I pack my car and it shits everywhere. Nothing's in the suitcase or in the bags or in the backpack. Everything's just everywhere. The back seat's covered in full. I'm painting a picture to show you. My car is a mess. 
I'm a mess. I'm stressed out. I'm my car is wrecked. Uh, I'm like, I need to go home. This is a mess. I'm losing friends. <laughs> and so while I'm driving home, I'm going 84 on the interstate. The speed limit's 70. I get pulled over and the cop was not nice from the beginning. Uh, he tells me you're going, you know, 84 in a 70, um, that's speeding obviously. And you're, that's, you're going 14 over key, kitty, kaka, 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 whatever. Can I have your driver's license and can I have your registration? I'm like, sure. Here's my registration. I get it on my glove box. I'm like one second on my license. And I'm telling him what I'm doing because I'm not a dummy. I'm like, I'm going to get my wallet out of here. Is that okay? And I'm looking in here and I'm like, oh, where's my wallet? I don't know where my wallet is with my license. And all of a sudden it completely slips my mind where my wallet is because my car is a mess. And so then I'm like, oh my God, I'm getting super stressed and flustered. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. I'm just getting a little nervous because I can't find my wallet. And he was like, why would you get nervous? There's nothing about to, to be nervous about. This is a routine traffic stop. There's nothing to be nervous about. Like he was being so aggressive. And I was like, sir, I'm just, I can't find my wallet. I'm, that's what's making me nervous. Like, I understand there's nothing to be nervous about. I get, I was speeding. Like, let me just find my wallet, please. I just wanted to let you know I'm not trying to be shady. I'm just taking a minute because I don't know where my wallet is. I was trying to be communicative, and he was taking that as me being shady. And I'm like, okay. So I'm still looking for my wallet. I can't find it. I'm like, sir, I don't know where it is. He's like, okay, I'll run your plate and your name. And I'm like, my name's Kobe Warner. And he's like, okay. And he goes back to the car, and he runs my name, wherein, you know, it comes up that my car's not stolen it's mine. I don't have any outstanding warrants, you know, a clean record. There's nothing that he would have found because there's nothing that had happened at this point. And um, he comes back to the car. And he asked me to get out of the car and come stand by his passenger window while he does something. And I know you're like, what? And I'm like, what too? Because that's weird. And so I stand at the passenger window of his car. The window's rolled down. And he has his when He's sitting in the driver's side. His window's like rolled up. And he's on his computer in the police car doing whatever the fuck. And then he tells me I smell like alcohol. All of a sudden, after have dealing with me for like 15 minutes at this point... And, you know, being all up in my business in my car and, you know, checking out the mess and, you know, it's messy, but there was nothing there. I'm not drunk, you guys. And he tells me I smell like alcohol. So I guess that's why he wanted me to come to his car window so he could say something absurd like that. But I'm like, okay, I smell like alcohol. He says, I'd like you to do the sobriety test. And I'm like, all right. I wish it would have started with the breathalyzer um, because I would have blown the 0.0 or whatever the fuck, you know, the breathalyzer does. And he would have let me be on my way because, and just give me the speeding ticket because I wasn't drunk. But instead, I'm wearing rubber Birkenstocks and a crop top and, you know, some shorts on the side of the interstate on like a sloped area in the 4, after, the 4 p.m. afternoon summer sun beating down on me and blinding me. I can't see. Um... And trying to walk in a straight line and probably looking drunk, to be honest, trying to walk in a straight line and rubber Birkenstocks 
And I, at one point he was like, follow my finger. And I was like, is it okay if I block the sun? I can't really see your finger. He's like, no, you should be fine. So the, I'm, the sun's glaring in my eyes. I'm trying to follow his finger, probably looking ridiculous. He was just an asshole. Um, and so then I took the breathalyzer and I obviously wasn't drunk and he was mad. He couldn't pin me for being drunk, which was ridiculous. I don't know why he thought I was drunk. I think he was just grasping for fucking straws. Um, and so then he gives me the speeding ticket and sends me on my way, but not without fucking trauma, bitch. I'm like, this is terrifying. I got pulled over for speeding and then I'm accused of being drunk. So even if it's a routine traffic stop, I can still be accused of being, and, and, and by the way, he ran my license and there was nothing there. Also, my license was literally in my bag. Like, it was not misplaced at all. I was just nervous because the police make me nervous. And I have two experiences where I'm doing absolutely nothing besides speeding the second time to tell you that this is ridiculous. And I'm like, ugh, those experiences just stress me out. Um, But unfortunately, the second uh, experience did not stop there because (laughs) I get the speeding ticket in the mail and... It was considered a super speeder at first. And so there was an extra $200 that would have been tacked on to the, the, the county ticket also, which would have made the ticket like $500. So expensive. Anyway, so I call the people and I'm like, do I have to come to court or do I just have to pay this ticket? And basically the lady tells me, the lady on the phone was really mean and really aggressive too. And I wrote down everything that happened at the time. So I'm happy to kind of give you um, a rundown. So July 27th, 2021, the first phone call was between uh, this really aggressive lady and me. I told her that I was unable to come to my court date uh, listed on my ticket because I would be back at college already. It was in September. And she says, I have to come or my license will be suspended and there'll be a bench warrant for my arrest even if I pay the ticket. (laughs) Okay, reschedules my court date for August 18th and tells me to expect a piece of mail informing me of this change. Uh, my mom calls her back because this sounded a little bit crazy. Um, I was going 84, like I said, in a 70 on the interstate. Uh, my Kay reiterates to my mom that if I don't come to court, my license will be suspended. There'll be a bench warrant for my arrest, even if I pay the ticket. And she was really rude. I actually have that f- uh, phone call and voice memos. I won't play it because I don't know if that's legal. Um, I don't want to be like a Kanye West Taylor Swift situation. <laughs> But um, she was really nasty and she was very passive aggressive. She was like, well, yeah, if he doesn't come to court, we'll just issue a warrant for his arrest. And yeah, let's see how he likes that. Basically, very flase da about it. She was an ass, old country lady. And so obviously, it's very intimidating to me as a 19 year old who had just got their first speeding ticket. They were just really mean to me. The police officer, the court people, everybody was mean. Um. So then the phone, third phone call, we call somebody, we call back to the same number, we get somebody else. And this lady says, I am not marked as a must appear in court. And that um, the letter I got in the mail that says I'm not marked as a must appear in court is correct, because I had gotten a letter uh, with the ticket. Um, she says, you can either pay the ticket or come to court, uh, which is procedure for a speeding ticket if, if you've ever had one. You pay the ticket or come to court, as long as it's not like fucking 25 over the speed limit. And so then I get another letter on July 30th from the same aggressive lady. It's signed by her, the first lady, not the second lady who was nice and helpful, but the first lady who was aggressive and mean. And it was signed by her saying that I have to come to court or I'll get the bench work for my arrest, like she said in the phone call. um, And I'm marked as a must appear. So then we call back and we get Paula or Paula was the nice lady's name. So we get Paula again. And I tell her about the situation and I tell her about the letter that I got and how Kay's been rude. 
And she says, I'm not marked as a must appear once again. And then the nice lady, Paula, asks a judge and verifies that I'm not marked as a must appear. And so basically that other lady was just bullshitting. Also, I just re-listened to the voice memo from the phone call that my mom had with the nasty lady. And she says that the super speeder law in Georgia is 84 and over. And that's not true. It was 85 and over. So she was bending the truth to try to make it look like I had to come to court when my speeding ticket was at 84 and below. And she said, it's 84 and over. My ticket was 84. And it was actually 85. Look it up on Georgia.gov. I did. (laughs) So she was literally just being an asshole. Anyway, so I went to court with, that's why I typed all this down. I had all this information recorded, fully prepared to tell them how the lady on the phone was mean to me, how everybody at this courthouse had mistreated me, except for Paula. (laughs) Shout out to Paula. And how the cop was mean, etc. And then I got there and the district attorney was this really nice young um, white man. And he was super nice, and me and my dad were there, and he basically was like, this is your first offense, okay. And he made my ticket basically nothing. It was like 100 bucks. Um, and so I was like, honestly, that's fine. I'll just take that. And so I didn't actually end up having to cause a big scene in the courthouse. But we did have to drive literally like two hours to go to court for a ticket that actually wasn't a super speeder, apparently, I learned today on Georgia.gov, because it says 85 and below, or 85 and above, and my ticket was an 84. And so... Anyway, yeah, I got it thrown out from $280 to like $100. Lady on the phone was an asshole threatening me with a bench warrant for my arrest, and she actually wasn't telling the truth, apparently. It was just a whole situation, Um, and it was scary, and it's made me very wary of the justice system in Georgia, which I was already wary of because there's plenty of examples and reasons to be wary. Uh, Ahmaud Arbery, the fucking 2018 governor's election. Like, literally nothing is just. Um, I'm happy we went blue in the presidential election. I'm happy we elected Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff. But otherwise, I'm like, this place is scary. Just because our representation is blue and just because we look like a blue state does not mean that the people who comprise it are kind and loving and not prejudiced pieces of shit. So, yeah, that experience was really scary. And, um, I hope I never get pulled over for again. Um, so I should probably stop speeding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't speed. Um, but yeah, that was really like a lot. The, the pulling over of it all. He was scary. The sobriety test and I wasn't even drunk. He was just an asshole. The cop was, and the people on the lady on the phone was an asshole. The judge was nice. It was a woman. That was cool. Um, and also the district attorney was nice who like made my ticket nothing, but it was still like just so over and all like a scary experience. Um, but the ticket's not on my record because not saying a speeding ticket is not a big deal. Like obviously speeding's like a ticket's a ticket, but the fact that he tried to accuse me of drinking when he could have just gave me the speeding ticket and send me on my way, it was kind of fucked up. And I can't help but wonder if it was because I was a disheveled, you know, person of color in a car that was beat up because I had just got an accident with a car that was a mess looking crazy. I mean, maybe he just was like, oh, you fit the bill, which is, which is unfortunate. My car's clean now and it's not beat up and I have a different one. But like, asshole, asshole, I'm sorry. I just don't, I can't, <sighs> I've known white people who do far worse and get pulled over by the police and experience far less. So just saying, I'm gonna leave it at that. Um, but before I go, I want to talk about Bretman Rock's book. So when I saw that Bretman Rock was writing 
a book on Instagram and putting a book out called You're That Bitch and Other Cute Lessons About Being Unapologetically Yourself by Bretman Rock themselves, himself, herself. Bretman uses she, he, they pronouns or he, he, they, she. I don't know what order they're in, but they use all three. And um, Bretman Rock Sakayanin, Sakanian, Sakanian. I should have looked up how to say his legal last name. His middle name is Rock. His um, his last name is not Rock. It's S-A-C-A-Y-A-N-A-N. And I hate to say that I didn't look up how to say it before um, I taped this podcast, but I will definitely look it up right after. Anyway, I was going to get this book absolutely 100% irregardless of any other promotion. But then I watched uh, two days ago uh, uh, Bretman's interview with Zach Sang on the Zach Sang show. Um, and literally halfway through the interview, I got up and I got in my car and I put it back on my phone and like played it through my car speakers and drove to Target and bought the book. Because the way Bretman tells stories about life and the way Bretman is and his outlook and I don't know, just him, just them, just her. It's a diva, a gorgeous supreme deity that sur- supersedes gender. And it's just effortlessly funny and hilarious and one of the coolest influencers ever. Like, the Bretman's everything an influencer should be. And I've been following him for years. I feel like we've all been following following him for a really, really long time since he's been a kid. And I just love them. I love Bretman. I love Bretman. And I've only just started this book. There's also an audio book if you're not into reading. Bretman reads it themselves. I'm only on page 20, um, but I have skipped ahead and read some parts that I heard about online and in the interview. And <laughs> it was just classically funny, but I did start it over from the beginning yesterday, and I'm going to keep reading. So I'll update you on how much I love it. But I just feel like I talk about TV shows um, and movies and music all the time. So why not talk about books? Because sometimes a smart diva reads. Not all the time, but sometimes. Emphasis on sometimes. Speaking of TV, um, I nothing's better than The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's like, honestly, besides Drag Race, like my favorite TV show. And so I'm re-watching it again from the beginning, just because after watching Real Housewives of Atlanta first and then watching a couple of other Real Housewives franchises, there's nothing like The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And so I just have to watch it again and experience the comedy and the hilarity of those ladies again, because they are some bad bitches and they are reality TV masters. They eat that shit up and they know exactly how to play it most of the time. <laughs> you know, they be flubbing, definitely for sure. There's been a flub or two or six or seven or ten, but most of the time they eat it up. Eat it up, eat it up, eat it up. So Reese's Puffs, I love... Um... <laughs> Damn, trying to take myself out with my spit. I love The Real Housewives of Atlanta. That's all. I'm on season one, starting it over. I was going to watch Married to Medicine, but I couldn't really get into the first season. I like to watch stuff in order. Something about me. I love order. Um, and so I was just going to watch things in order. So if you don't catch me at the beginning, I'm probably not going to be into it. Um, but anyway, so I'm real, re-watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's a good time. Um, I'm listening to Renee Rapp's deluxe version of everything to everyone with a new song bruises and a full version of the intro titled everything to everyone aptly titled um because that's also the name of the project so get into that if you're a renee rap fan there's a new song two new songs um one of them just a full version of something you've already heard if you've listened to the ep already so i gotta plug my sister 
I love Renee Rapp. Um, so yeah, that's it. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, kind of traumatic, kind of funny. There was some tea. There was some shade. Um, and of course, there's always me. So if you want to listen to any more of this episode, um, any more of this episode, not this one, it's over. But if you want to listen to any more episodes, do that. Um, there's a playlist on YouTube. There's a playlist linked to my artist profile on Spotify. You can also just look the podcast up. It's called Koblizzi. It's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon Music, baby. It's on Google Podcasts. You can find me on um, uh, everywhere, honey. Um, anywhere you listen to your podcast. So look me up. If you're watching on YouTube, like the video, leave a comment. If you're listening on a podcast platform that allows you to leave stars or a review, please do that because you love me. I know you do. And I'll see you next time. That's it. Bye. I'll be forgetting to blow a kiss. <laughs>